G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Miracles these days seem to be few and far between. You know, powerful, obvious miracles in our lives. I wonder why that is. Is it because Jesus has stopped doing miracles? Or is it that we've stopped believing Him for them? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take a look at the miracle-working power of God from a different perspective. Who needs miracles? I think we all do. So, so what is a miracle? Well, my dictionary tells me that it's an extraordinary and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore attributed to a divine agency. Hmm, sounds pretty much right. Although, you know, we've been talking about the miracle of a transformed life over the last few weeks on the program. The sorts of miracles that happen when Jesus speaks into our lives and we accept his word into our hearts. And he does things in us that we could never, ever have done for ourselves. That's why this series has been called Jesus Speaks, Jesus Heals. And you can listen to all the messages online right now at ChristianityWorks.com. To me, it's a blooming miracle to see how God has dealt with my pride and my anger and how he keeps dealing with those things. And I can honestly say that the transformation has happened because I've spent time most days in God's word, the Bible. And somehow, as I've received his word into my heart, he's worked it out in me through the trials and the tribulations and the challenges and the temptations that have met me around the next corner or over the next rise. Without God's word each day, They would have just been trials and tribulations and challenges and temptations without learning, without transformation, without growth. In fact, probably they would have just made me more bitter and with a harder heart. I just think that God is so ready, so willing, so able to perform major miracles in our lives through his spirit and his word, yet so many people who believe in Jesus don't read his word, don't receive his word, don't bother with his word. Well, they pick and choose. Yeah, look, I like this bit, but that bit, well, not sleeping together before we're married. That bit about forgiving that guy over there. That bit about being humble. No, don't like those bits. And then we wonder why our lives are a mess. I really encourage you to have a listen to or read of other messages in this series about the amazing miracles that happen when Jesus speaks and Jesus heals. But right now, as our time in this series comes to an end, I want to spend a bit of time in Matthew chapter 8, which is cram-packed full of the spectacular, supernatural miracles that so many people crave. We don't have time to look at them all, so let's just have a listen to the first one. Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 to 4. When Jesus had come down from the mountain, great crowds followed him, and there was a leper who came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hands, touched the man, and said, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Then Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. 
a leper. Imagine, one of the outcasts of society. They weren't allowed to live inside the city walls. They had to live outside the city without its protection of community. They couldn't go to the temple or the synagogue the way others did. They couldn't spend any time with their families. They were the least of the least. If anyone came within 30 feet of them, they had to shout, unclean, unclean. How humiliating, how, how demeaning. They were less than human. And a leper of all people, a leper dares to approach Jesus. As a leper, he was forbidden from doing that. And he dares to say to this miracle-working Jesus, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. Have you ever felt like the least of the least before God? Sure you have. So have I. You feel completely unworthy. The stench of your sin in the nostrils of God, no different to the stench of that leper's pus-filled sores and the unwashed body. And still he comes to Jesus with the temerity to say, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. The response of any other religious leader of the day would have been to send him packing to withdraw lest he should too catch this disease. The response of Jesus, on the other hand, was to reach out and touch him. Can you imagine what that felt like for the leper? To reach out and touch him and make him clean. Immediately, we're told, the leprosy left him. The leper says, Lord, if you choose. And Jesus responds, I do choose. I do choose. And with a healing touch. Of all the miracles in the Bible, this is my favourite one. Because all too often, I have been that leper, wondering whether to come before Jesus. And whenever I doubt, I come back to this passage of Scripture because I realise the depth of the love that Jesus has for me. The depth of the love that Jesus has for you. All we need is a mustard seed of faith. Like the next guy, Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 to 13. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, appealing to him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralysed in terrible distress. And Jesus said to him, I will come and cure him. But the centurion answered, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to the other, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and the slave does it. When Jesus heard him, he was amazed, and he said to all those who followed him, truly I tell you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west, and will eat with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the heirs of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion, Jesus said, go. Let it be done for you according to your faith. And the servant was healed that very hour. I've read the four Gospels front to back and back to front dozens of times. And I am here to tell you that Jesus never, ever, ever criticised someone for placing too much faith in him. In fact, the exact opposite is true. He was amazed at this man's faith. I don't know why Jesus chooses to perform spectacular miracles in some people's lives and not in others. But I choose to believe him for miracles in my life because I know that he comes to little people like you and me and the leper and the centurion and a whole bunch of other people and just at the right time, he intervenes supernaturally in our lives. What I do know, though, is that a lack of faith in him is a 100% guarantee to blocking any miracles he was planning on doing. See, that's exactly what happened in his hometown of Nazareth. Mark chapter 6, verses 4 to 6. Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honour, except in their hometown, and among their own kin, and in their own houses. 
and he could do no deed of power there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. See, with the centurion, he was amazed at the man's faith, especially since he wasn't a Jew but a Roman. But with God's own people, in fact, with the very people with whom he grew up, with those people, Jesus wasn't amazed by their faith. He was amazed by their unbelief. So here's what I'm thinking. I would much rather have Jesus be amazed by my faith rather than by my lack of it. How about you? Where, when, how Jesus chooses to miraculously and powerfully intervene in your life, I can't tell you, but this I can. When Jesus speaks, Jesus heals. His word has the power to change your life in the most amazing, unpredictable ways. The choice for you, as it is for me, is will you hear his word and accept it into your heart as being his powerful truth for you? And will you put so much faith in him that he will be amazed at your faith? Or will you be like the people of Nazareth and leave him stunned by your lack of faith? Want healing? Want power? Want transformation in your life? Then the answer, the only answer, is Jesus. Life can be hard work sometimes. And as that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us, it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory. That's why every now and then, just as the Spirit leads, perhaps when you least expect it even, I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone. That's what Victory SMS is all about. Roughly every other week, I ask the Lord, what word of encouragement could I give today? So if you like the occasional word of encouragement, head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my ebook, Power Unlimited. Thousands already have, and the most common response, hey, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message. And I'd love to encourage you too to live your life in victory. Again, that web address is victorysms.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.